I was uh, nearly 12, uh, I ran over a car on my bicycle, and the car won. Uh, and uh, what I really remember about that occasion was uh, the ambulance ride into the hospital. Now, I had a pretty badly broken leg. Uh, all the major bones were broken, and I had bangs and bruises on my head, one side from uh, hitting the car and the other side from hitting the road. And there was a little bit of worry about internal injuries. And so the ambulance was driving very slowly. But as an 11-year-old, what I was really hoping for was that the ambulance would go very fast, put on its siren and lights, and we could whiz about. I mean, if you're going to get run over, you may as well get the ambulance right. That was my theory in all of this, and I was gutted that we <laughs> meandered our way slowly to What a waste of an ambulance trip. That's what I thought. So I have a lot of sympathy for Naaman. Here was this great general who had defeated the Israelites in battle. We can kind of get that from the fact that he has an Israelite slave girl. And uh, he is a great warrior and the king of Aram or Syria uh, depends on him. And then he gets leprosy or some kind of skin disease and that's not good for his career. Uh, that's, that's a deal breaker. So he's a little bit depressed about that. And uh, his Israelite slave girl says, well, it's a pity you live here, because if you were back home, there's a prophet there that can heal you. And he'd do that for you, no problem. He <laughs> likes the idea of that. So he goes to see his king, who sends him off to the king of Israel, saying, uh, here's a whole lot of money and other stuff, please heal my general, who, by the way, is the one that just defeated you not long ago. Well, the king of Israel is unimpressed. Because he can't heal him. He doesn't have any gifts of healing. And he thinks he's been set up. Because once he says, no, I can't heal you, the king of Syria is going to be offended at that. And he will send that same general back, but this time with a large army, and he will crush them. So he thinks that this is just a setup. But Elijah hears all about this, and he says, not a problem. Send him on down here. So Naaman goes down there. Now Naaman is a general. He's an important person. And he is expecting something magnificent. He is expecting the prophet to come out. He is expecting lights and a good show. At the end of which he is going to be healed. And what does he get? A servant comes out and says... Well, if you just go down to our puny little river and wash seven times, you'll all be sweet and you can go home. That is not what Naaman is looking for. It's kind of like me and my ambulance ride. He is looking for something a bit more dramatic. If you're going to have leprosy, at least you get the show, surely. But no, just go and wash in this silly little river seven times and you will be okay. So he throws a little bit of a hissy fit, but in the end, his servants say, if you were asked to do something difficult, you would do it. So why don't you do the super easy thing? So he swallows his pride and does the super easy thing and is healed. Now, there's lots of things about that story that are quite unexpected. It's quite unexpected that Naaman would even consider going to a prophet in Israel it's unexpected that Elijah would offer to heal this man who had led armies into Israel and had defeated them. And it's unexpected the way that he operates. 
you would think, at the very least, that he would go out and talk to the general himself. But nope, he just sends out a servant. That's enough. The reality is, if we read all three of these stories, and in fact, if we keep reading the whole of the Bible, God keeps acting in unexpected ways. If we learn anything from the life of Jesus, it is that God will not conform to our expectations and our hopes. And that God will keep acting in very unexpected ways and expects those who follow God to act in unexpected ways. This morning we are going to baptise Nader into the people of God. So this is not a life of conformity, of obeying the rules and doing what is expected. This is a life of following a God who invites us to live in unexpected ways. To see the world in unexpected ways and to see God at work in this world in unexpected ways and to join in that unexpected work. So that's probably the shortest sermon you will ever get out of me. Enjoy it.